Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk, you guessed it, your new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. That's right, Kota Ibushi in his first title defense loses to Will Ospreay. So we celebrate Will Ospreay today on Busted Open. Also, we get into the breaking news that happened just after our show this past Friday, and that is right after night number two of WrestleMania on Peacock. That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin sits down with AEW's Chris Jericho. We talk about what could possibly happen Sunday night. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, we're having our WrestleMania party this weekend. WrestleMania is this weekend. TakeOver is Wednesday and Thursday. But we're going to start today's show, and we're not even going to talk about the WWE to start the show today because the big news, again, waking up. A lot of people woke up Easter Sunday morning to find out, Bully, Shock and surprise that we have a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, and his name is Will Ospreay. Yep, they took Abushi out back, bang, 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 tree in the back of the head, and that's it. He's done. No more with Mr. Abushi. Yeah, and it seems that way. But before we get into that, and again, I was thinking of you, Bully, when I was watching the match. Obviously, I didn't watch it live. I watched it later on in the day, and then I watched it again this morning. And the, and the match is about 30 minutes, and it's a very good match. I really recommend it to anyone that missed it to definitely not only watch the match, but the amazing Osprey promo after the match. And interesting enough, the crowd reaction to Osprey during that promo. But something that we've talked about for a year now when it comes to Will Osprey, and Will Osprey has been with New Japan for about five years. And obviously, everybody goes back to the match that he had with Ricochet. That wasn't with New Japan, but the match he had with Ricochet that was all over the mainstream and caused a lot of controversy. Uh, It was on ESPN, and everybody played it. And it caused a lot of controversy. Why? Because it was just action upon action, and there really was no, I guess, story behind it. It didn't feel like that. You know, uh, fight, uh, spirit of the fight feel to that match. It was a lot of people said choreographed and acrobatic, athletic ballet, whatever how you want to describe it. It was a spot fest. Okay, thank you. 
That has not been the case with Will Ospreay over the last 12 months. Case in point is that match yesterday with Kota Ibushi. Match is 30 minutes long. 20 minutes of that match I thought was amazing storytelling, selling, uh, you know, specific bodies of uh, specific body parts being targeted during that match. And then, you know what? At the conclusion, the last like six to seven minutes, nonstop action that led to the finish of the match. Man, you know what? Will Ospreay showing a lot of personality, showing a lot of character. And really, if you want to talk about some of the best pro wrestlers in the world right now, there's very few names that you're going to mention other than Will Ospreay because he is doing the best work of his career right now in 2021. I don't know if you remember, but what was the one word that I used to describe what Will Ospreay needed to do most in wrestling as he moved forward. I said this probably a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. What did he need to do to become better? What did he need to do to to improve his game? He needed to what? Slow it down. He needed to mature. Oh, mature, okay. Did you see the maturity in the match with Ibushi? Yeah, he's forget about seeing the mature. He's matured. And he and it started at it started like I said about twelve months ago, and now you're seeing the fruits of his labor because now can he do the spot wrestling? Absolutely, he's one of the most athletic pro wrestlers that there is right now. Can he tell a story and sell? And he right now he can he can do everything, and he can do it full tilt. And watching that match yesterday, I got to tell you, it's one of the better matches that I've seen. And Will Ospreay now being your IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. And on the other side, Kota Ibushi, his first title defense, he loses. Think about that for a second. Because we talked a lot about Ibushi. Is he the right guy? Is this the right time for Ibushi? And I guess the answer to that has got to be no. Because he doesn't even have one title defense under his belt. Uh Correct me if I'm wrong, but when I found out that Ibushi had become the IWGP champion, I said it was too much too soon. Yep, you you definitely said that. And and you said, just like Will Ospreay, he needs to show more of his personality, character. You know, there's not a lot to Ibushi. I actually saw a lot from Ibushi in that match yesterday. And, and, and And it tells you the reason why he lost. Ibushi, in the last 10 minutes of that match... Once he was able to open things up and get some offense, because Osprey really prevented him for the first 20 minutes of that match to open up his offense. Once he did, Kota Ibushi got cocky. He went for two covers where he just laid his arm up, put his other hand in the air for the three count, and Osprey obviously kicked out. Maybe if you're hooking the leg, maybe you get the win. He got very lazy, he got very cocky, and it cost him, and it cost him the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Personality-wise, I did not think Ibushi was there um, to carry that world championship. I think Osprey has matured on many levels. I've seen his personality get better. I've seen his confidence uh, get better. Uh, He definitely walks with a bit of a swagger and an ego, but a good swagger and ego needed to be the IWGP champion, especially as a, uh, he's not exactly a gaijing, he's not an American, he's British, Um, but you get the point, he's a non-traditional Japanese world champion. I think he's going to do a good 
good job. This possibly opens up uh, the doors for Ibushi to maybe come over to AEW. I think that's uh, there's a bit of chatter going on about that. Um, I believe that Ibushi and Kenny are very close friends, I'd say, and um, be a, a, a welcome addition to that company that already has entirely too many people in it. Well, I mean, we'll get to that in a second because now the speculation, now everybody's speculating what's next for Kota Ibushi. The one thing, though, and the story was played out perfectly on Easter Sunday, you know, Will Ospreay in that promo after he had won that match, he took the microphone and on Easter Sunday, he's saying God is dead because what did Ibushi declare himself as God? And God now is dead on Easter Sunday as he loses that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Also, too, Jeff Codd, Jeff Cobb beat the shit out of Ibushi after that match was over. And you know what was crazy? When Will Ospreay is holding that championship, actually he had both championships because he had the Rev Pro championship title with him as well. When he was holding up that IWGP heavyweight championship, even after the beatdown from Cobb to Ibushi, the fans were cheering. They gave an ovation to Will Ospreay. Now, is that out of respect or is that of their, are they ready to turn this page from Ibushi to Will Ospreay. And let me tell you something. Will Ospreay has already has a, a, a title match coming up next month at the Tokyo Dome. And it's not Ibushi in a rematch. It's Okada. And I think the fans, when Okada showed up, when, 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 um, when Ospreay called out Okada, the fans cheered. I think the fans miss Okada. I think the world of pro wrestling misses Okada. So, yeah, they've they've completely moved on from Ibushi to Okada. I think the fans are also showing Will Ospreay a sign of respect because they've seen him as a younger wrestler grow and mature in front of their eyes. Yep. And they know that he's deserving of that championship right now. When it comes to Jeff Cobb, you said Jeff Cobb beat the shit out of Ibushi. Do you know why he did that? Well, he's, you know, well, first of all, because what Ibushi did to Cobb and then also, you know, being part of the United Empire. But the, the real reason why Abu, uh, Jeff Cobb beat the shit out of Ibushi. Why? Because Jeff Cobb can beat the shit out of anybody <laughs> he wants to. That's why. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer, Bully, because that's absolutely true. And like Osprey was mocking Ibushi and the fans were laughing. At a boot, that is completely out of character for the Japanese fans to do that bully. That tells you everything you need to know about how the fan base looked at Ibushi and why that championship is off him already. Um, listen, I, I obviously in the world of wrestling, everybody's had a down year, but I think a lot of people look at new Japan and they lost a lot of momentum. They lost a lot of buzz. Obviously the pandemic has done that across the board when it comes to pro wrestling. But I think a bigger reason for new Japan is because the cast of characters that were on top over the last 12 months. And now that you see Okada coming back, will Ospreay as your champion. And obviously just looking at social, it's Easter Sunday, Bully, and everybody on social media is talking about New Japan. Think about that. It's the beginning of WrestleMania week for the WWE, and the world of pro wrestling was talking about New Japan all day yesterday. And I think that people are prepared and ready for this next chapter of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Got to win the day. Got to win the night social media-wise, and New Japan definitely did that. Um, 
with Osprey going up against Okada. I think that gives Japanese wrestling a little kick. It gives New Japan the little kick in the ass it needs. I think fans are going to be a lot more invested in that match as they have been in the past. Um, and that's and this is not a bad thing for Ibushi. Ibushi got a taste of the IWGP Championship. Now he can go back and continue to work on his craft. Maybe get some, per- whether he stays, whether he goes, the thing that Ibushi needs to do is work on his personality, okay? Work on his delivery. Work how he connects and resonates with the fan base. And I'm going to give you a comparison. About, and I will compare him to a guy that's been around for a long time that fans want to see pushed to the moon, but his personality is just not coming through the way a company needs it to come through. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now, Kotobushi loses and it seems like they're moving on because now there's a couple of different challengers for Will Ospreay and not one of them is Kota Ibushi. Now before we went to break bully you said that Ibushi reminds you of another wrestler that fans seem to get behind. 
Yes, um, a wrestler that fans have been behind for a long time, but a wrestler that just can't seem to get that major push or get that major break that these fans want to see happen. And it has to do with personality. The guy's name is Cesaro. Did you see him last week on SmackDown? Yes. Okay. We can all agree that Cesaro in the ring is one of the best in the world, period. Yes? Yes, without a doubt. When it comes to work rate, when it comes to muscular endurance, when it comes to psychology, Claudio is top of the food chain. Really great at what he does. And if, and, if, and if I had to be in the ring with somebody that I knew could make me look great or get me through the deep water of a 20-minute match, I'd be turning to him. Nothing but amazing things to say about the guy when it comes to the physicality. But did you hear him on the microphone against Seth Rollins last Friday night on SmackDown? Yes. yes. Seth Rollins ate his lunch. Destroyed him. With 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 tone and inflection and, and and volume and gears and everything, and Cesaro is just that typical Cesaro, entirely too laid back, and that's why you don't get to see more from Cesaro. What did you think of the back and forth between Seth and Cesaro? I I have to agree with you, and and, and in the world of the WWE, I think the best that we've seen from Cesaro personality wise was when he was with Sheamus and the bar. Like I really thought that, and I, and again, a tag team breaking up for no apparent reason, because obviously we've seen Sheamus. Now he's going to have a match at WrestleMania, but since I finally, we, I think we all as fans finally saw that personality and character really thrive from Cesaro. And I'm kind of surprised by it, bully, to be honest with you, because you mentioned Claudio, when he was Claudio Castagnoli in Ring of Honor, right? Like, he had that fire, man. Claudio had that fire with Ring of Honor. It didn't really translate to the world of the WWE, and I never felt like he really got his footing personality-wise until he was part of the bar with Sheamus. And then since then, it seems like he's still trying to find his footing. Put in a position with Seth Rollins, and listen... It was it was kind of like the perfect storm because I've kind of accused Seth Rollins of not showing that fire. He definitely was able to do that Friday on SmackDown. And note to Seth Rollins, you should never wear tie-dye because wearing tie-dye will never get over. <laughs> um, but I digress. Uh, yeah, Cesaro, you, you said that the last time you really saw him flourish personality-wise was when he was with Sheamus in the bar. Actually, the last time I saw him flourish personality-wise was on Talking Smack. And it was only a couple of weeks ago where Cesaro had some things to say, and he really did a good job um, out there. I think, I'm almost positive it was on Talking Smack. And you got to hear like some some honesty and some truth and some you know you know deeper opinions from him. And I'm like, that's the guy right there. That's who we not we need to see more of. But what happened last Friday night on SmackDown? They handed him some lines and he tried to go out there and yep. memorize and recite them, and it's just not gonna happen. So 
that I, I was making the comparison with an Ibushi and a Cesaro that no matter how great they are in the ring, if you don't have that personality and that ability to communicate with the fan base, you will only go so far. You know, going back to Abushi, and, you know, we need to see that kind of fire and personality. Obviously, he's able to do it in the ring, but does it translate? And does it also translate to an American audience as well? Because that's important, too. When it comes to Kota Abushi in that match, when that match was over, like the commentators, you know, from New Japan World were like, you know, Kota Abushi is never going to be able to recover from this. Like, they didn't say the story like, oh, my gosh, now he's he's back down the ladder. He's got to work his way up, but he'll be there. We know Kota Ibushi. He'll be back, and he'll be stronger than ever. That's not the the story that they translated at the end of the match. They said, I, they were like, we feel terrible for Kota Ibushi. We feel so bad for him because he's never going to be able to recover. How can you recover from winning a championship, and then you can't even get one title defense under your belt? And then two challengers walk into the ring as you're being helped to the back. We've seen that before, right? Where Ricky Steamboat, after losing to Ric Flair, being helped to the back when business is being done in the ring between Ric Flair and Terry Funk. That's what it felt like watching Ibushi being helped to the back after that match yesterday. A lot of people like to complain that when their favorite wrestler loses, they throw the word around like burial entirely too much. Well, my guy lose, they buried him. No, losing a match is not being buried. Losing a match is losing. However, with, with Abushi, he lost the match, and then commentary treated him like this was the worst thing that has ever happened to him. There's no way he's ever going to come back. And then two other people come into the ring, and Abushi is just basically not even thought about again. That, my friends, is a burial. And and obviously the fans who were behind Ibushi in that whole story leading up to him winning the title at the Tokyo Dome is now is now a, a, a pleasantly applauding Osprey holding that championship title in the ring. And then as he's mocking Ibushi, they're laughing to the point where like Osprey's like, "You're laughing." Like, like he seemed surprised at the fact that they were laughing at Kota Ibushi. Now this could go to a go ahead, bully. No, laughing at the Japanese guy. And that respectful Japanese crowd? Come on now. That is not that is not the Japanese crowd that I know. And this could go one of two ways, bully. It could be, well, hey, we're going to knock Kota Ibushi down as, as much as we can for him to rise up and then be able to challenge to win that IWGP championship again. That That could be it. And maybe if he's able to do that and they're able to tell that story, we're looking at a different Kota Ibushi than the one we're looking at now. Or this could be, as a lot of fans are speculating, Kota Ibushi's way out of New Japan Pro Wrestling, and could we possibly see him somewhere else, most notably AEW? And let's just say, hypothetically, he came to AEW. Do you think that would be a big deal? I think it would be significant, a big deal. Oh, that's tough because the AEW fan base, a lot of the AEW fan base loves New Japan Pro Wrestling, but is it but is it Osprey? Is it Okada? 
Um, is it evil? Is it Naito? No. I, I don't think Abushi is on that level, Bully Ray. I think Abushi would garner the same kind of headlines that Kenta did for showing up for his cup of coffee. I think that the AEW faithful would appreciate it. They would like it. They would be into it. But it would be do nothing to move a needle for them. So it would be another acquisition uh, into a locker room that's very, very heavy already. Uh, Kenta had the initial reaction. I think you would agree with that. They won the night that night with Kenta showing up. If that was a full crowd of people, you would get a big pop. And I think the same thing would happen with the Bushi. Like, I think a Bushi shows up, you know, you keep it quiet for a while. Bushi shows up on AEW, the fans go crazy, the internet goes crazy. And then 24 hours later, it probably dies down. You know, can, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think I would, I would be intrigued by it. But again, I don't look at a Bushi like I do a lot of that top tier talent with New Japan. That's just me. I completely other people agree. Might, other people might disagree. That's just my feeling on it, Bully. There, there would be a small spike in interest from the AEW faithful, and that's it. It's not like the wrestling world would be turned on its ears. It's not, it wouldn't be like John Cena showing up in AEW or something like that, something earth-shattering, CM Punk coming back. It's a bushy. If you're an AEW fan who also watches New Japan, yes, you know who he is. That's it. Those are the only people who know who Ibushi is. Yeah. So do you, uh, So what you're saying, Bully, is that it could be anybody from New Japan. It would probably have that same reaction because it's a smaller amount of American fans that are watching that knows a lot about New Japan, or is it just Ibushi himself? I think the only one there that could possibly strike up more interest than the names you mentioned is Okada. That's it. I don't know. Naito shows up, though. I mean, a lot of people. Would... I'm telling you, the, the, these guys, as well known as they are to us, mm-hmm. as well known as they are to AEW fans, they're not as well known to the majority of the pro wrestling universe that whose attention you're looking to get. Look at the people that AEW has brought over already that have performed around the world for years and years and years. And they're continuing to struggle a little bit with getting people to stay on their station. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. 
Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. I do want to get into what was the talk of the weekend, the weekend before WrestleMania, and that is what's going to take place right after night number two, and that is the Broken Skull Sessions between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Chris Jericho. Uh, We heard from Triple H from the media call that took place on Friday where he didn't find out about it until that media call that there is going to be a Broken Skull Sessions between Jericho and Stone Cold. You know, Bully, you said that you would find it hard to believe that they would get into detail about AEW. Listen, I I think they, they have to talk about AEW. With everything that's taken place over the last year and a half with Chris Jericho, the WWE, and AEW, I, I, I think that it could backfire. If they don't get into the exit of Chris Jericho, if they don't get into AEW, at least mention it from time to time, I think fans are going to be extremely disappointed. Just explain to me how it benefits the WWE or Vince McMahon for Jericho to go in depth about AEW. It doesn't. That's why I'm I'm surprised by this because who controls the, who controls the Broken Skull Sessions? Stone Cold. But my point is, is it a WWE show? It is a WWE show. I'm sure that they have say in some kind of content. I, I, I would think, I don't know for sure. Hey, Dave, maybe you're right. If you're right, great. Because I think the more in-depth it goes, the more entertaining it's going to be for uh, fans. So if Chris is spouting off about AEW, okay, cool. That makes for great programming and, and a very entertaining, entertaining piece. But now what are people going to do? Hey, what's this AEW thing? Where can I find it? Oh, maybe I should watch AEW on Wednesday night instead of watching Raw on Monday night. That's why I'm saying I think it's being floated out there of, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It's Jericho and Steve, and you see, and they don't say anything. They just looked at the camera like, oh, yeah, shit's on. But this might be another conversation that Steve has had with any other superstar that's been on it, talking about their pre-WWE career, their WWE career, and then putting your toe in the water of post-WWE. But since it's been on the network slash now Peacock, I mean, you know, obviously Stone Cold Steve Austin has had wrestlers on that may have left the WWE and come back. But at that point, they were you know, quote unquote, part of the family. I think this would be the first time that you're going to get somebody that's currently wrestling with a different company, like what Chris Jericho is doing. Now, Stone Cold said this about the conversation that he had with Vince McMahon leading into what we're going to see on Sunday. He said he texted Vince and said he had a badass idea about Jericho coming on the show. And Vince says, it's cool. Go ahead. But he, he goes on to say, me and Vince don't always do well with phones and texts. So I texted one more time. I said, are you sure it's okay to have Chris Jericho on the show? And Vince gave me the thumbs up and Chris came out to do the show. That was uh, the interview that Stone Cold did with Sports Illustrated. So 
I just think, Bully, the reason why there's all this, oh my God, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone's head's on fire is because they're expecting this to be brought up. If they just go into Jericho's career in the WWE, I, again, fans are going to be disappointed. And I, and I do think this is a, let me ask you this, Bully. Let me, let me, do you think that this would be happening if NXT and AEW moving forward were still going to be on Wednesday nights? I don't I wouldn't see what the Wednesday night thing had to do with anything. I think I'm trying to read between the lines here of the texting. Hey boss, I want to have Jericho on. Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure I want to have Chris Jericho on? Yeah, go ahead. I think it's probably being looked at as just Steve and Jericho have a relationship, always had. It's good for business. And maybe Vince knows at the end of the day, he can always, you know, tell the production people, let's not go into this AEW stuff too heavy. Listen. I don't think I'm that's happening, right- though. I don't think that's happening. Case in point, Bully, let's just say, and this would never, ever happen, but maybe now with some of the things that we're seeing, who knows? Let's just say that Peacock contacted you and I and said, you know what? We love Busted Open. We would love to put Busted Open on our streaming service. Now, obviously, you know, it's the the quote-unquote WWE Network. You and I are going to go in. We're not going to censor ourselves. We're not going to, unless unless somebody says something to us, we're going to go on and do the show that we always do, right? So, I mean, Stone Cold didn't say in that interview, well, you know, then Vince McMahon or the WWE contacted me and said, well, you know what? Don't mention AEW. Don't talk about AEW. So I'm sure Stone Cold is going to go into this interview as if he's going to interview Chris Jericho with everything that's going on right now. So unless somebody has gotten into Stone Cold's ear and said, hey, just you, you got Jericho on, but just make sure you only talk about this time period. I don't know if they've got putting that much thought into it, to be honest. It does the WWE absolutely no good to have Chris Jericho push an AEW agenda. And that agenda is nothing more than, hey, have you heard about us? AEW, that's where I am right now. You can check us out every Wednesday night on TNT. The perception is that AEW was already able to kind of bully NXT off of Wednesday nights. What are you going to do? Con- continue to tout the success of AEW on WWE programming? What are you going to do? Smarten up WWE viewers who might not know about AEW to their show? Don't we remember Vince McMahon saying a while ago that he he would he 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 would never let what happened with WCW happen again? And now you're going to take one of the biggest stars on the only competition or direct competition to your product and allow him to talk to one of your biggest stars in history. All I'm saying is it doesn't really add up. It doesn't make logical sense. Does it make logical sense to have Chris Jericho on the Broken Skull Sessions? Absolutely. Jericho's a megastar. Steve's a megastar. Let's have some megastars sitting out there talking because it's a great post-WrestleMania interview. Chris has so many WrestleMania experiences, matches, moments. And how do we get people, how do we hook people? How do we get them interested? What do we do? We do nothing. 
We simply look at the camera and let them make up in their own minds what they think we're going to talk about since we never promised a damn thing. Bully, you know, Triple H said we're always open. I mean, Triple H has said in the past, right, that he's open to do business with outside companies. He said that. Triple H I also hardly said... Think- I hardly think that means AEW. Well, I'm just, hey, I'm just taking his words. And now an AEW talent is going to be immediately after night number two of WrestleMania on Sunday. So I'm, I'm just go, I'm just repeating things that were said. And also Triple H in this media conference on Friday said, we're always going to do what's best for business. With the scope of the playing field being the entire world, do you think Chris Jericho is more synonymous with AEW or the WWE? Well, of, of WWE, without question. And I think that's why they'll allow him on because it's it's a great it's a great broken skull sessions for after WrestleMania. You're going to want to stick around and see what Jericho has to say. And I, let's just say that the interview lasts for one hour. I could definitely see 50 minutes of that interview being taken up with WWE, uh, but pre-WWE conversation, uh, some Calgary, some Stampede, uh, some Canada stuff, uh, some WCW stuff, some WWE, and then, oh yeah, by the way, what are you doing now? This AEW gig. I mean, but I'm that's sure still mentioning AEW, in. but I mean, and, and you're, I think what you just said, Bully, I think is most likely what's going to transpire on that show. I think... 90% of it is going to be about Chris Jericho's WWE career sprinkled in with what he was doing before and his stint with ECW and Smoky Mountain and Japan and all that stuff. But I think there is going to be a small portion of, you know, how he was able to revitalize his revitalize his, his career with with New Japan and now with AEW. Because I I I would say that these last what four years three four years since he's left the wwe has been some of the best three or four years in chris jericho's career am i wrong by saying that absolutely not there's so much for chris and steve to talk about because chris has so much time under his belt pushing the aew agenda doesn't do the wwe any good so sure have chris on if you absolutely positively have to talk about aew you can pepper it in although i don't know why mentioning the three letters aew does vince mcmahon any good yeah i mean maybe steve has full say on the show i don't think so there's probably a conversation or two that has happened with the higher ups of, of, of WWE with saying, you know, hey, you know, Chris is going to be on. How much should we talk about with AEW? And maybe m- m- maybe the conversation was let him talk about whatever he wants to talk about and then we'll edit it at the end. Point, Dave, we have no idea. That's what makes this conversation with Steve and Chris so intriguing. 
I wanted to listen. Even if they never talked about AEW, I would still want to see Jericho and Austin have this discussion. First of all, knowing both guys, um, the rock and roll thing that we all have in common. Chris is a great storyteller. Steve is a great storyteller and is turning into an even better um, interviewer. Yes. Great conversation. Okay, it good. feels like a, they're just sitting there, as Steve likes to say, shooting the breeze, just BSing a bit. Every once in a while, Steve throws in a couple of those hard questions. So I'm tuning in whether they're talking about AEW or not. The yes. perception is they're going to talk about AEW. But in reality, how does that do the WWE any good? I know, but 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 you I, even if they mention a say like right at the beginning of the interview, hey, we're here with Chris Jericho, former WWE superstar, now with AEW Dynamite. And then at the end of the interview, they finish it off with saying AEW. I mean, even that's enough that you're still promoting AEW on a, a definitive WWE product. And I, if, 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 if that, listen, pro wrestling companies have gone out of their way over the years to protect their product, especially the WWE. Remember when the WWE wouldn't even mention other companies they until they had gun, a gun to their head and they were forced to mention another company? Right? They won't even, they're probably not even going to acknowledge Taya, Taya Valkyrie's stint in Impact. They, they don't mention Impact when it comes to AJ. AJ spent 10 years in Impact Wrestling. Have they ever really mentioned Impact Wrestling? No, they like maybe on a documentary, they might have showed a, a second of Impact footage and in the right hand corner gave credit to Impact Wrestling. But they didn't go in depth about this is this is the first that we've seen uh, something like this happen. So with Chris, welcome to Broken Skull Sessions, Stone Cold Steve Austin, my guest for today, former WWE superstar, Chris Jericho. Chris, how the hell are you? I don't even know why they need to say AEW or AEW Dynamite. All right, let me let me throw this out. Now, there's going to be new eyes. There, you would hope there's going to be new eyes of people who don't watch WWE programming on a weekly basis. You would you would have to hope that's going to happen immediately after WrestleMania, right? Yes. Okay. But also, too, the business has changed so much. Wrestling has changed so much that you know maybe they're finally smartened up to the fact that there there is a world outside the WWE, and maybe they realize that, and they're saying, you know what. This is best for business right now to acknowledge that fact. They already know there's a world out there. That world has been beating them in the ratings for the past year. Not blowing their doors off by beating them by a couple of hundred thousand viewers every week. The WWE is well aware of AEW. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. They're well aware of them. Well, I mean that, and that was in regards to NXT and AEW. So that now, race is done. So now, let's take Chris Jericho, a guy that we have brought back many a times, a guy that we one day hope to induct into our Hall of Fame, a guy that we held in very high regard while he was here, a guy that we couldn't come to terms with financially. Let's take that guy who went and signed a gazillion dollar deal with Tony Khan and now part of the competition, makes fun of our company at times, calls himself the demo god when he beats NXT. Oh, let's put him on Steve Austin's show and have him tout AEW. 
Just tell me how that makes logical sense. Bully, I don't know. That's why everybody's in shock about it. Because, because there's, Bully. There's, that's the bait. All right, that's so let me ask bait. you this. Let me ask you this, Bully. Dave LaGreca. Now, obviously, the WWE is freaking stolen people from this show throughout the years, right? Our Not the good ones. Producer. Well, no, we still got the cream of the crop. We got the A team here. But like, you know, you know, go, let's go through the list, seriously, of producers and talent that has moved on to WWE programming, right? We joke about it. We want everybody to do well. There's no ill will, but it's happened. But like if 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 they're bringing let's just say they brought in Dave LaGreca. Nobody's more critical about Monday Night Raw than I am, right? I mean, almost on a weekly basis I kill that fucking show. So imagine, you know what, for Raw Talk, we're going to have Dave LaGreca host Raw Talk. Now, obviously a lot of people would hear that and be like, "Are you oh my god. Dave LaGreca's hosting Raw Talk. All he, all Dave does on Tuesday mornings is destroy that show. But you would probably think, well, if they're getting Dave, they probably got into his ear and they probably told him, oh, yeah, all that shit talk that you have on Tuesday, that ain't going to work here on Raw Talk. I don't know. I'm, I'm just throwing out apples to oranges here. And I'll give you what I believe is an even better example of what you just brought up. CM Punk on Backstage. Remember when CM Punk was supposed to be on backstage? Oh my God, Punk, what is he going to say? Holy crap, Punk hates the WWE. What is he going to do? What is he going to say? I can't wait. What did he say? Not much. Not much. Now, but but Bully, even that's different because that's that was a Fox show that was not a WWE show. Now, you would think that the WWE might have some influence because they, they did. have the relationship they with Fox. They did. I'm sure they, they did. They did. And the, and the proof's in the pudding. But that being said, Bully, this is clearly, this isn't through another avenue. This is a WWE, Broken Skull Sessions is a WWE production. This is not like backstage in that respect. So, but why Jericho? Like, why Jericho? If you're not going to bring up AEW in the exit of that he had with the WWE, which he he was pissed off because about, because he's think. a major WWE star. Look at all the stars that Steve has had on so far, and tell me if Jericho doesn't fit. No, he fits, but he but they're not, not bringing in a way. Chris Jericho on to talk about his AEW career. They're to- they're bringing him on to talk about everything but now. If AEW gets peppered in, we'll have to watch it and then come on and just, you know, it's not even really for me to decide. It's not at all. It's for, mm-hmm. it's for the world to decide. I might come here and listen. Example. If Chris Jericho were to go on Broken Skull Sessions and is able to get out the AEW name, if he's able to get out All Elite Wrestling, if he's able to get out Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock on TNT, if he's able to get out Tony Khan, if he's able to get out other talents' names there, the first thing I would say to Vince McMahon is, why? Yeah. Why would you let him do Because now, not only am I questioning the decision, I'm also asking the question of why. Educate me, Vince. Why was this good for you? Why was it good for you to let a a guy that you're going to one day induct into your Hall of Fame come on, 
come on the Broken Skull Sessions with arguably the, the biggest star of all time in your company and tout your co- the closest thing you've ever had to competition since Eric Bischoff and WCW. And that's a fact, right? I mean, we can say that this is the biggest competition that the WWE has had to face in over 20 years. Absolutely. And it did not go off. Impact like is not, not competition to the WWE. No. ROH is not competition to the... These are other companies that exist in the same world and space. Just like, um, you know, hey, McDonald's exists, but there's also Arby's and there's also, you know, Wendy's. And, you know, everybody else exists, but McDonald's is the big dog, right? Yeah. So WWE is the big dog, and there's a lot of other smaller, medium-sized dogs that are allowed to exist also. Now, And, and there was a show... That called NXT that was knocked off their scheduled night because of AEW. I mean, that's a fact. You know, they said this is a this is a marathon, not a sprint. And a year a, half, a year and a half after AEW Dynamite debuted and NXT debuted in, on USA the same night, they have been knocked off of Wednesday nights and moved to and moved to Tuesdays. That's a fact. So to me, acknowledging AE, they were able, they were, they didn't knock off Raw, they didn't knock off SmackDown. I know NXT is the third show, but I don't think WWE was expecting AEW to don, dominate NXT the way they've dominated them in a year and a half. Dave, when I go and do the bump or when I go do any other side projects I do for the WWE and they say, you know, WWE Hall of Famer, uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, co-host of Busted Open, it's really not a, it's not a, for them, that's no big deal because they understand what Busted Open is. Mm-hmm. And they actually respect Busted Open and what it has accomplished. And they know that we're very fair. That's what Mentioning Busted Open isn't going to affect the WWE. Because they know people are not going to... Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to say, they know that people uh, are not going to not watch Raw and listen to Busted Open. Although, we do get a couple of tweets about that. But it, we're not a threat to them. AEW is the biggest threat that they've had since Eric Bischoff and Ted Turner's checkbook. But, and they got a bigger checkbook. And Chris Jericho is a former WWE star. And you're going to let him tout the other company? That's why, uh, again, Bully, and, th- and this is totally on an, on on the side, but I guess WWE... Over the weekend, then our social media platform put the the 10 greatest pops in WrestleMania history, right? Right. Um, and I think if I made a list, if you made a list, if Gabby made a list, if Ed made a list, what would be one of those moments that would probably be on that list? One of the top three biggest pops in the history of WrestleMania would be the Hardys return two years ago to WrestleMania. Yes. That was not on the list. Guess which didn't make the list. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That did not make the list to the point where so many people bitched and complained about it because it is really one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. And I was in that stadium in Orlando and, and when that music hit, it was deafening in that stadium when the Hardys came out. So the Hardys who are homegrown WWE talent. Yes. Jeff, who is still there, 
Yeah. Matt, who is now a, and, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, I mean in a very honest way, a mid-card guy right now in AEW, they wouldn't even put one of the biggest pops in the history of WrestleMania returns on a top 10 list. They wouldn't even put it at number 10. No. Just because one half of the Hardys is a mid-card guy in AEW. And there was such a because backlash you- on social media that Matt had to go and be like, hey, listen, the reason that they're doing it is because I'm now with AEW. And and they're going to keep that off the list, but they're going to let Jericho sling around the letters AEW? I, I mean, it seems that way to me, though. I, 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 he's no, going to have that's to. that's the perception. That's the perception that they want out there. I'm not saying it might not happen, but that's the perception. That's why when they did that thing, when you see the countdown with the skull, you see Steve and Chris looking at one another, and all of a sudden, they turn to the camera, and they look, and people just go, oh, shit, oh, my God, this is the real forbidden door. This, they're gonna, what are they going to talk about? Are they working together? Uh, nope. They're going to talk about Calgary, and they're going to talk about WCW and ECW and Smoky Mountain and WWF and WrestleMania and blah, 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 and Fozzie. I think AEW is going to be in there as well. I think we're going to be talking about that on on the Monday. I think that, you know, I think we're going to be talking about that more than probably most of what we're going to see night number one and night number two of WrestleMania, to be honest. Remember, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm not telling you you're wrong, because I would be shocked, though, based Mm -hmm. on all of the things I just laid out over the past 20 minutes or so. Is it good business for Chris Jericho to be on the Broken Skull Sessions right after WrestleMania? Yes, it is good business. It's a huge interview. A-list wrestler, A-list star, megastar in our business, all that happy horseshit, yada, yada, yada. But they're going to talk about AEW? Yeah, it's good. It's good business for AEW. I don't know if it's good business for WWE. If I it's mentioned, just... but subscriptions will. Oh, hey, really quick, Ed. I know we're up against the break. I know we're late, but this is important. Bully, what has been all the talk about with Peacock over the last three weeks? Subscriptions. It, but it's been negative. It's all been like, oh. you know, coming out of fat. Like, it's all been negative. This weekend, it's all people saying, holy shit, I got to subscribe to Peacock to watch this. So, uh, you know, mission accomplished. Now, one one other thing, because this is, I'm bringing this up because it's, it's up over social media. When is Jericho's contract up with AEW? Because a lot of people are saying, is this like that door opening for a return of Jericho to AE to, uh, to WWE is his contract up? I don't know. Is he is he unhappy? To, to my now, I don't know Chris's deal at all. I th- I think I had heard rumblings uh, in the beginning that he might have signed a three year deal. Okay, so then he still has time. So, so, but I don't know that for sure. That that's strictly a guess. Um. Anything is possible. Is Chris unhappy at AEW? I wouldn't think, I don't think would so. Be. No. I can tell you this. I listen. Me and Chris are good enough friends. 
acquaintances, whatever word you want to use. Oh, you're fr- I would say you guys are friends, right? Yeah, yeah sure, sure. He comes from a, he's a very competitive personality, mm-hmm. okay, who has a desire and a drive to be the best at what, what he does. There's no way he's happy about the current numbers that are reflecting what the company does every Wednesday night. How do I know this? Because you don't go and tout yourself as the demo god week after week after week and then stop touting yourself as the demo god. It's because he knows the numbers aren't indicative of what a demo god should be doing. Am I saying he's unhappy? No. I just think that this whole Steve Austin interview is just good for everybody in one way, shape, or form. Because the perception it's going to... Listen, for AEW, they have an AEW star on a Steve on, on a WWE uh, uh, podcast. It's Steve... Forget about a WWE star. It's Steve Austin. This is where the talent becomes bigger than the company. So if I'm, in, if I'm AEW, I'm looking at it as, oh, Jericho's on Austin's podcast or on Austin's show. It's not Jericho's on a WWE show. He's on Austin's show. You know how we're always talking about how the WWE wants the company to be bigger than the star now? Well, Steve Austin, perception-wise, can be bigger than the company. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.